Hey church, it's Jonathan Brocious. Let's pray together. Look as the eyes of servants look to the hand of their master, as the eyes of a female servant look to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes will look to the Lord our God until he shows us favor. Show us favor, O Lord, show us favor, for we have had our fill of humiliation and then some. Psalm 123 verses 2 and 3. I discussed a couple weeks ago about how I begged my parents endlessly for a dog and how they finally gave in. The dog was named Riley, in case you missed that post. The dog was named Riley and he was terrible. And then we got the world's most perfect dog ever named Misty. Well, I'm here to tell you, my kids will not have the same experience. My wife got a little dog named Macy when she was 16 and I married into that relationship. When Macy died of cancer about seven or eight years ago, we swore off animals. I developed a saying. Here's my saying. Here's my motto. If it's going to poop or pee on my floor, it better have eternal value. (laughs) We did bend that rule a little bit and got a bird last year, but birds are not nearly as intense as dogs. But the truth is that with five kids, I just don't have the energy to waste on a dog right now. I can't do it. I'm barely keeping my head straight with all the kids I have, and a dog would just probably make me lose it. So we do not have one. But the world is not kind to anti-dog people, is what I found out. When you tell people that you're anti-dog, you have a major fight on your hands. You're definitely in a minority in this country. They will try to convince you that you're actually a terrible person because you don't want a dog. I've been told that I'm robbing my children of a key part of their childhood. The dog people pull no punches. The dog people use every trick they can to think of to get a dog in your home. One example of this is the Arms of an Angel commercial. You've all seen this commercial. The saddest, most pathetic, injured animals are paraded across the screen. A dog that can't walk because its hip or leg is broken due to abuse. A cat missing an eye. Another dog that just barely lifts its head off the vet's table. Their eyes gaze into the camera and the picture is slowed down so that you can see the animal blink at you. And in the background, Sarah McLaughlin croons in the arms of an angel. Statistics about animal abuse start flashing across the screen. The point of the commercial is pretty obvious and over the top. These animals are pathetic and you are supposed to feel pity. The pity is supposed to motivate you to action and you're supposed to call the number and bring an animal into your home. Psalm 123 uses a similar tactic in prayer. Only the tables are turned. We are the animals. The psalm encourages us to look to God like a servant does to his master. The psalm begs God three times to show favor. I think we've lost the punch of the meaning on the psalm due to our English translation. The word for servant can also be translated slave, and the word favor can mean pity. The idea is that just as a slave has no hope, no dignity, and no ability to help himself, so are we before God. We're pathetic, and just like a slave needs his master to take pity for anything good to happen, we need God's pity. We need him. We actually need him to feel sorry for us. It's actually a pretty uncomfortable position for us Americans. As I'm writing this post, I realize that I haven't prayed prayers like this too often. I prefer to pray from a posture of self-reliance. I prefer to come before God and address him as someone who has things put together. But that's not how Psalm 123 teaches us to pray. We're supposed to throw ourselves before God with no shred of dignity, no self-reliance. It's an all-out beg fest. Because guess what? God is our only hope. Let's pray. Lord, I set aside all my dignity and all my pride. I'm pathetic. 
I am weak and sad. I know that I bring nothing to the table, and I know that I have no value on my own. I'm worthless, but God, I beg you to have pity on me. I want you to see me and see the things that I'm facing. I want you to turn your voice to me and your face to me and shine on me. Look at my people. Look at my family and my town and have mercy on us, Jesus. A few things to think about as we close today. Does praying in a pitiful way make you feel uncomfortable? Why do you think that is? And lastly, how has God taken pity on you in the past? Thanks for praying with me. We'll see you next time as we pray together.